0: A hey, peace, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. In the building, uh, or via a Zoom call, I should say, is uh, an incredible artist and historian. Really, a bridge builder, a culture worker, someone who puts on for the city, puts on for the neighborhoods, uh, for the culture in, in really incredible ways. A, a, a writer, a designer. Um, someone whose work I admire, someone who I think has a lot to say about what's happening in Chicago, period, and in this moment specifically uh, into the corner store tonight, I want to welcome Sir Charles. Good to have you, you on, fam. Thank you,
1: man. I really appreciate the kind words, and, and again, thank you for this opportunity. I really do appreciate it.
0: No, thank you. I, I mean, for starters, you know, it has been a, uh, a hectic life, and, and, and I guess, you know, particularly a hectic week here and I know you are in the middle of a lot of things how, how just how are you doing?
1: Uh, you know what I'm, I'm trying to stay uh, I'm trying to keep my composure as much as possible and 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 try to kind of make sure that my emotions don't get the best of me. It, it's very hard though because it's been a really tough, stressful couple of days, and you know some of the best things that I could do is to make sure that I'm following up with you know friends and family making sure they're making sure they're okay. Uh, unfortunately, this this really did hit home for me. You know, some of my friends were were assaulted. You know, that they had nothing to do with this, and even somebody close to us um, ended up losing a cousin who was innocently shot for for being at the wrong place. Well, you know what? For being at the right place at the right, at the right time,
0: I just happened to get caught up with this. So it's it's been it's been tough, man. I'm really I'm really sorry to hear that. Man. Um, I know I know you know before. This moment, uh, you know, you are already engaged in a work in in I, I don't know if you think of it as an activism, but certainly as a as a as an organizer, as an organizer, someone who is trying to build bridges between a lot of different communities. Um, uh, you know, where 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 are you, and how do you how do you see your role here um, as as a kind of bridge builder?
1: That's a very good question. You know, I didn't. I didn't plan for any of this. I, I this is not something that I that I was that I wanted to set to do, and I just had enough, you know. And, and I realized a lot of it was starting within my community, within my neighborhood. These issues that were impacting my neighborhood, you know, I'm from Brighton Park, which is kind of a a sleepy a sleepy yet violent neighborhood. Uh, it's very different compared to you know Pilsen, back of the yards, and, and other places and this was already taking a toll where this violence was was starting to affect our children. And that to me was just kind of like, that's it, that's enough, you know what I mean? Like if we don't don't step up and say something or talk about some of these issues regarding gang violence or alcoholism or any kind of domestic abuse, anything that is really keeping us down regardless of race, um, regardless of what our income levels are, a lot of us are still dealing with a lot of these issues. And for the most part, what I notice is that in a lot of our circles, we dismiss them. You know, we 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 sometimes kind of accept it or or realize or or make it seem like it's kind of the norm. But when you start to step outside of your city, outside of your neighborhood, and you start, you know, interacting with other people from other cities or even just talking with people from other countries, you start to realize that this isn't normal. (laughs) You know what a lot of these neighborhoods are 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 living or going through is not normal. And it's sad to see that they're pinned against this gang violence the city that's that's raping a lot of these families that can't communicate or can't defend themselves and everybody's just kind of stuck in this middle and then it's boiling you know and i I think this weekend everything just kind of reached this peak and and people really enticed that and antagonized some of these issues
0: well absolutely yeah speaking to that antagonism now you know there's been a lot on social media about you know some of the divisions between uh, you know black and brown communities, and I know you sit in between a lot of these spaces. Um, I, you know, part of me knows better than to one believe things that I'm reading. I also, you know, I also am aware that you know part of what uh, you know the system fears by and large uh, one of its worst nightmares is black and brown unity, and so I also read some of these. And I know that there's obviously like there is, um you know, uh, there is anti-black racism in the Latinx community and there is, uh, you know, a kind of xenophobia and like immigrant bashing that occurs in, in the black community, in part because these are both tools of white supremacy that are meant to keep people divided uh, and though you know these behaviors are learned and inherited from a biased and racist education system um Definitely. but 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 seeing these things you know it also feels like a kind of propaganda almost where you know you, you know there's been talk about outside agitators and i feel like some of it is you know coming from from those spaces too but you're 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 out in in a different way i mean what is your experience uh, recently, in terms of uh, this, this, I think, um, it, it, with this issue,
1: you know, what, one of these things is that I'm noticing that there's a lot of factors that are being into play. You know, people are blaming outside sources that there's people coming in from you know from out of state that are adding to the fuel. But then you have these these communities and these families and these and these you know associations or groups that were raised on that on that on that uh, racism on on that fear. Right. And one thing I realized that that's exactly what's going on right now. There's, there's, we're being preyed upon that fear. There is misinformation. Um, you know, I'm seeing social media is being pulled different directions as well. You know, it's, it's really hard to really accept what's, what's actually, what's actually true, what's actually false. And, and it's, it's hard. There's a lot of people that want to support and it sucks that even within our own communities, if they say the wrong thing or if they don't say the right thing, they're also not being attacked, yeah. you know? And I, I created a post, uh, yesterday where I was feeling really stressed out, just like a lot of people. And I'm like, you know what? There's something going on here. I think right now is the best time for us to just take 10 minutes out of our, out of our, our life with everything that's going on and just reflect, you know, what are our emotions guiding us to do? What are we doing? What are we saying? You know, what, what else? just just kind of be in that moment and just kind of observe everything of what's going on and that's when i started to out things that you know what there's there's things that are not true there's things that 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 people are just creating they're creating fake posts or they're creating certain things to just pull us away to keep us blind and, and see the real picture
0: yeah no this is facts i mean you know the 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 people united will never be defeated, and the, and so the powers that be have every role in keeping people divided. You know, and and I think that that's that's true. Um, you know, Sir Charles, as we're talking, I want people to be able to follow along with uh, not only the posts you just mentioned, but some of the work that you put into the world. What, where's the best way uh, I, I, on IG for people to find you? What's what's the handle?
1: Oh, uh, the handle is at Sir Charles underscore twelve, and you know what? Like I've told many people, it's sir charles is just a a name that i created it's something that i created because i created that because i'm I'm a dad you know i started experiencing this you know and and if i could just create this 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 persona and and give me this platform to talk to people about this you know when i tell people it doesn't matter what my name is what i write what i go by look at the the message behind all this work you know what does this really mean what does this signify you know and um so i just want people to know that that is this this look beyond beyond any of the artwork you know it, it's there's a lot a lot of people that give me a lot of uh you know good feedback good compliments but i always tell them it's like there's a history a lot of these a lot of these you know letters that i use or written you know they're written in blood you know they're they're letters of, of actually what's going on right now they represent what's going on right now oppression racism you know uh things that that that, that were meant and designed for us to to keep us down you know to to continue this this, this gap between communicating between our races and our cultures better get our neighbors bro yeah. like that's the issue like a lot of these issues that are going on right now these people are neighbors from across each other we're not talking about like oh you know this other city from this other state is coming to attack because no it's our own neighbors next door that are, that, that that's being employed right now
0: yeah and i and i want to i want to talk about the writing and and, and your history in it because i know it's i, I know you you've been in in it for a long time but you mentioned the inspiration and being a dad and, and you know, you, you on your IG page, you put some really beautiful uh, thoughts down about being a dad. And the, 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 the way you take that responsibility is really beautiful to see. I think you even put what's the hashtag that you use around some of the dad stuff. I, I forget. Oh, uh, life of a busy dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so how how many you have how many kids?
1: i only have one i only have one daughter she's nine years old and and this is her she's the one that really changed my life you know seeing her my nephews you know prior to this you know um you know up until five years ago i really had no intention of any of this you know i i didn't really care i was just you know in my own life and just seeing how loving a child could be to a parent i mean that's true unconditional love you know you could you could, you could discipline a child and, and it will hurt you, but then that child's going to love you, bro. Like that's a love that, that most people don't really get a chance to experience and everybody should. Everybody should have some kind of love in their life. And I learned all this through through her. Everything that I'm preaching, everything that I'm talking about, it's natural. It's not something that I, that I read in a book and I want to share. No, this is something that I'm living. This is something I'm experiencing with my daughter that I just feel the need. that People need to know that if we can't make the, our... If we can't make peace at 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 an adult age because we're too blinded by ego or we're too we're too blinded by materialistic things or we're too worried about vanity or too worried about our groups, then let's look at our children. Our children are the most innocent, most loving creatures in this world, and you will learn so much from them. And all that's all I'm doing. Everything that I'm teaching or everything that I'm you know talking about, I'm learning from the kids I see every day when I walk. You know, when I was walking my daughter to school in the morning. And just that love, and then that interaction with between me and other parents and my neighbors, I came to realize like if we all really want to do something, it's very simple. We just start with our neighbors. We just start by acknowledging the people around us, and that's pretty much it. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a lot of things that that we've forgotten to do. As we, we've forgotten a lot, a lot of our humanity. And in times like this, you know, with, with so much racial tension, you know, I I really hope that. We look at a lot of things and, and remember that, dude. We're all humans. We all bleed the same. We're all suffering the same. It doesn't matter if we kill them and they kill us. It's going to be a never-ending cycle.
0: Well, so so I want to talk about some of the campaigns that you are working on because you 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 are a busy person, a busy dad and a busy, a busy artist, a busy cultural worker, a busy organizer. What are, what are some, I mean, you, you have the t-shirts, you, you, you have, you have your own art, but you're also, you work within communities to bring people together. What are some of the projects that you're working on currently?
1: You know what, everything kind of right now, because due to the, uh, to this COVID, things have kind of, kind of like got to a stopping point. It's very hard to start interacting with, with children and, 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 you know, things like this. But uh, I'm willing. As far as like my work and what I do, I use the T-shirts as a platform, right? As a platform to continue talking about these issues. Uh, my artwork, same thing. I don't, you know, if you actually look, I don't really use my name. I don't really paint my name. I, I to me, the message is more important. As far as organized uh, organizations, it's whoever's willing to work. Whoever's whatever I'm able to do to help. That's pretty much it. You know what I mean? Because I'm new to this. I'm not. You know, I still don't see myself as, as an organizer or activist. You know, I'm just going along with this with this, with this thing in my heart and this thing that I need. I know I need to do. And if anybody's willing to listen, then I'm willing to help. That's pretty much it. That's my role. My role is just to, to help and give back in any way possible.
0: So I, I want to talk about your life before your daughter and the pivot. I want to get to the pivot. Um but, uh, you know, I also want to kind of explore your history because, you know, you, you kind of start as a graffiti writer or?
1: Yeah, so, so
0: this is kind of my
1: background, you know, I, I immigrated here to, to Chicago when I was around, you know, pretty young, I was around six years old, five or six years old. And I, you know, I lived in Little Village. And at that age, I was exposed to the gang writing, to so the gang graffiti. And I was always very attracted to it, you know, and. And, uh, and it's I a particular kind of it. lettering,
0: right? I mean because even the letters that you use now, you could tell the reference is from a kind of almost like, like, um, like a, almost like a and I don't know if it's West Coast per se, but there is a, um, a Latinx or particularly maybe like um, Chicano style of writing, a, a style writing that I see in your work, right?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because there is a lot of a lot of uh, you know misconception about the, the the Chicago work. You know, the gang lettering. The gang lettering in Chicago is very unique to to the Chicano lettering of the LA culture, but we have the same history, the same history that they have with their simple letterwork. Things like it's it's so interesting how single line work, a single letter, can represent so much. You know what I mean? An L-A, a simple L and an A uh, A done in the West Coast uh, format signifies a lot, you know? It signifies a lot of their pride and their history as well. Same thing with Chicago. If you see an Old English C, an Old English G, uh, just a single letter Old English, it represents a lot. And even though we have our different formats, style formats, we share that same bond, the same history of, of Chicanoism, of culture, of pride, but of heartache and, and gang violence, you know? And that's why I started to kind of you know, explore this dialogue outside of Chicago because I started to realize that it wasn't just us dealing with this. It was West Coast has been dealing with this. New York has their own kind of oppression, you know, and I, I just, I'm very open about this because it started to break barriers. Yeah. So, so, so besides that, um, you know, me living in a little village, I later moved on to Brighton Park, which is now my neighborhood right now. And I moved to Brighton Park pretty much around my, my elementary school year and i it was exposed to a different culture of of gang violence you know of gang culture you know little village you have landing kings you have two six and here in brighton park like i said it's that sleepy forgotten area because of the bridges you know we have these bridges that kind of divide different parts of the south side and here in the south side we have like i said a different culture and as uh, a uh, As um, you know, as a kid, as a young kid, you know I I was exposed to it. I I joined a gang when I was in sixth grade, and up until my freshman year of uh, high school, I decided to have enough. I realized that this wasn't this wasn't right. I wanted something more. I wanted something more for my life.
0: So, how do you? I mean, what was that awakening? What do you what do you attribute that awakening to the desire to leave your freshman year of high school? How do you how like what what was going on in your life that you wanted to get out, and also how do you get out because that that is not necessarily an easy thing. No, it's not, man. It's
1: it's it's you know one of the things I came to realize you know from from you know being exposed to all this is that it's, it's very stressful when you when you have a family member or a friend that you care about and you want them to get out and you pressure them to get out. They're under a very stressful thing because you don't know, you know how their gamblers are going to act, how their how their peers are going to act, you know, and uh, some people are able to get violated out. Unfortunately, some people just have to leave the country. Some people have to leave the state. And I was just very honest of why I wanted to leave. I I, I just wanted to be happy. You know what I mean? I spent my entire life dealing with with you know negative things around me. You know, I I never really, under you know, comprehend what it really meant to love. Um, You know, I never really had a childhood. But when I got to high school, I decided to do the opposite. I went to Curie High School instead of going to Kelly High School, where all my friends went to. And I didn't know anybody at at Curie High School. But I got to tell you, man, I finally got a chance to really feel what what it would normally feel to live a normal life. What it feels to be a kid and just goof around. And so I just had enough. I just wanted to be happy. I wanted to just go to school. I wanted to do something with my life. And I had a good communication with my Incas, which are the leaders. And I went up to them, scared shitless. I didn't know if I was going to walk out of there alive, but I just knew I had to. Say, I just, I just had to tell them. And they agreed with me. They wanted me to go to school, and they just simply told me that I just never show my my face back in the block again.
0: Wow. Wow, that, that that's significant. Now, that was that was the that was the block in that was in in Little Village. This was in Brighton Park. In Brighton Park, okay. So now, but you live in that community. So how do you avoid the block, or do you just do at all costs at that point in order to heed their work yeah, yeah, you
1: know, I, I just did whatever I did. You know, like I just as soon as you gave me the okay to just kind of you know do your life, stay in school, but really you know be honest about what I wanted to do. Because there's no there's almost no for forgiveness <laughs> once you really kinda of tell somebody, you know, any kind of group like, Hey, I'm gonna dip, I'm not I don't wanna be about this. You know, I have friends, unfortunately, that were murdered. I, I got I got homies that did so much dirt for their own gang that their own gang gang got so paranoid of them getting locked up that they had to leave the country. Right. You know, and it and it's just it's it's um it, it's sad, but it, it, it's, it's a decision that I just never look back. And, and after a long time, you know, I, I got involved with, you know, with hip-hop and graffiti. And, and I saw how accepting the graffiti culture can be, right? Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a girl, if you're a guy, if you're a teenager, or if you're a kid, or if you're older. If you're bombing something positive, something good, something with style, something with heart then you're really not going to get discriminated, you know. And so, as as I started getting older, you know, and, and falling out of graffiti, I still t- took a lot of those elements. Those elements of of being unbiased, and and there is there's a healing factor was was art and and a freedom with graffiti.
0: Yeah. Well, how did what was your so after you got out of of that that of the street organization. Um, how did you fall into graffiti or hip-hop? Like, what was your experience, exposure? Who were you running with? What, what was that experience like in high school and beyond?
1: Yeah, so so high school was kind of interesting because it was just, like I said, it was finally when I got exposed to to proper hip-hop. You know, I listened to it, you know, when I was in the hood, but I never really got exposed to it. And so now here I am in high school, being exposed to this, to this culture of, of graffiti and new wave and DJs and so, a lot of my friends were all just different kind of graffiti writers. You know, I I never really bombed, bombed. You know, one of my things I just I just love tagging. You know, I always felt like that tagging was just kind of like this this old form of communication. And even even after um, even after high school, you know, in, into my twenties, I was still bust tags and I would leave messages. You know, and uh, and I would see other graffiti writers interact with it. You know, I would leave a message, and somebody else would write something else, and it just—it just became like this this stone age, old you know way of communicating through to walls and and trying to decipher each other's messages.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, and you could tell, like, you know, the maintenance of your style writing is is you know you know gotten you to this point. I mean, you, you continue to be a uh, you know, a, a real master of lettering. I mean, it's something that you know in 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 your in your writing and then in your designs. There's a real focus on craft and honoring, uh, you know, the tradition that you come from too, which is beautiful to see.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. And and to be honest with you, any of this any of this work that I create, it's it comes with a lot of feeling. You know, it's it's I remember where I came from, why I'm here, why I'm doing this. And I think about all the pain that I went through, and and now as you know, now that I'm older and realizing that this wasn't normal, you know, I, I want other people to understand it. I want people to acknowledge the letterwork, and and you know, they see it, they they think it's cool, the aesthetics, but then they read the history. You know, everything that I everything that I that I create, for is artwork, or a T-shirt, whatever it is, everything comes with a letter that 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 kind of tells that story. Why? You know what I mean? Regardless of what we've done, you know, like we come from a lot of communities, whether it's an urban community or a Mexican community or a black community. We've been damaged in our own ways that we a lot of us forgotten how to love ourselves. And we find ways to love ourselves through alcohol, through drugs, through, you know, acts of unprotected sex and stuff like that, you know? Mm.
0: So so this this pivot though I mean th- this pivot that you know once you once you had your daughter it seems like your life took a major a major pivot um I obviously having a child will will do that but how how do you how do you think of your work now uh you know 9 years into having a daughter but to me you know you're someone who seems to straddle a lot of different communities you know you speak it seems to um both, you know, black and Latinx communities. You speak to uh, folks in street organizations and in the neighborhood. Um, you know, you're you're someone who reps Chicago broadly and the South Side and Brighton Park specifically. You know, so how how do you think of yourself as as an actor or, or, or as you know the kind of work that you do in the world?
1: I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't think about it. I just kind of the love that's being shown to me. It's only right that I show that same love back to everybody else. And a lot of people have shown support to me. And I feel like the least I could do is show that same support to other people. You know, and I created life of a busy dad because I feel like there was a need to kind of get these things rolling. You know, there's not much sometimes that I, you know, I wish I could do more. But I feel like social media, us having a social media, us developing an influence, us developing and following us developing a camaraderie between some of these people we have a powerful voice you know if we can't do the things that we want to do right now we could at least communicate some of that support some of these some of our ideas you know some of the things that we want to talk about with these people in hopes that somebody that that's able to do what we want to do and it has the, the resources to do it that they'll do it
0: you know yeah um, speaking of, I know that you have, uh, you know, part of what you do is also put people on to spaces in, in need, uh, places for people to go. You share resources, you're, you know, you use your platform to, you know, to, to distribute information. Uh, where are some of the places, what are some of the orgs, what are some of the spaces right now that you feel like is doing, you know, the good, solid work? Oh man, dude! You
1: know what? There, there is, there is a lot of people out there, man. There's, there's a lot of either organizations or there's individual people. Uh, I have a Healthy Hood Chicago up in Pilsen doing a lot for the community. Pilsen Food Pantry. Uh, there's a lot of churches within the community, either in Brighton Park, back of the yards. You know, it's, I feel like if people cannot find, you know, the outlets or the support they're finding, you know, that they want to find online churches man if if people just check out their local churches or any local um you know not-for-profit those people will definitely be able to help them out and guide them or or give them the information that i i don't have you know yeah and um so yeah so that's 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 what i have
0: yeah no that's what's up and so and so now what what is i mean you know if you can like, what is the, the, like, the the last few days, what is the tenor of, of Brighton Park? Or, or as, you're, as you're running around, like, what is what is the feel of the neighborhood? What are your neighbors saying? Where where are people at um, with, with you, everything you know, that's been going on? Yeah, it seems like a
1: lot of the tension is more focused on uh, back of the yards. Back in the yards right now is going through a tough time. Uh, Little Village seems to still, seems to be stabilizing, but there's still, there's still tension and uneasiness, you know. We still got Cicero, we still got Humboldt Park, you know. Like I'm, I'm out because a lot of these neighborhoods are on my way to to what I have to do. And so one of the one of the most important things for me is to see and observe what's really going on in these neighborhoods. Because, like you said, you know, we're going to read and see a lot of things on social media, but how is it really looking out there? You know what I mean? Well, it, it, are there really mobs circling? Is this really happening? Is there really racial tension? Are Latinos targeting blacks? Are blacks, you targeting Latinos? Like, is this really happening? And to me, like, yeah, I am scared for my life. And and at times I I do worry, but I think it's important to really observe this and for me to gather my thoughts and just relay that with with my public.
0: And so what are some of the things as you're traversing these neighborhoods, which a lot of people don't or can't, um, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing in the various places?
1: Um, it, it's, I don't want to say anything ill at this moment because we're at a moment where we just had a really tough, tough weekend. You know, no lie, man. It, it, it was just like a really insane thing to see. You know, I I was out and I got a chance to see some of this. And it, it's tough. But I will tell you this, man. The things that are is happening right now, I, I feel like it's really uniting a lot of people. But it's also waking up a lot of people. You know, there's there's a lot of old thought, right? There's a lot of old racial thought and, and fear in a lot of people's head, where 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 they're experiencing something like this, and they're allowing that fear to kind of develop into a racial thing, where they're not they're not really really grasping at 100. But I'm seeing communities, you know, joining together. Social media, I'm, I'm seeing people help each other out and and give each other information. You know, so as of right now, I'm I'm, I'm happy where we're. we're how communication is going right now between different organizations, different activists, different people, different artists, everybody wants to contribute. So right now, far as unity, it's there, you know, and, and yeah, you still have a lot of, you know, some people who, who want to throw shade, but for the most part, it, it seems like there's, there's a, a good unification of all kinds of people and the art community has really joined together and many other communities have joined together.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is powerful to see, and I think that that's, I think a lot of times artists can lead. And I think in this moment, you know, often I look to artists who I admire who are who are doing that work and it, it is powerful. I, I wonder as a dad, you know, your, your daughter's nine, is she starting to ask questions about what, what's happening in, in the community and what's happening on TV?
1: Yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I keep her away from, you know, we don't really watch a lot of TV in our house to be honest with you. I, I, you know, when I, when I went sober, when I quit drinking, I just so happened to just disconnect from everything around the world and just focus around my community. So it it, it was sad because I didn't talk to her about it all weekend and, but I was really following up and and it was very sad, but, um, you know, come Monday, you know, things were still very tense and, and both, you know, her mother and I had a chance to kind of talk to her a little bit of, of what's going on right now. Uh, but I, I think when she's fully ready, you know, we'll, I'll talk to her a little bit more. But for now, like, kids are already dealing with anxiety, believe it or not, with COVID-19. Yeah. You know, their kids are very heartbroken that they can't have a summer. They can't go to the pool. The last thing our children need is to deal with this kind of stress, to deal that that black and brown or, or, or whatever we can't get along, that you can't trust a cop. You know, kids look up to cops you know what i mean kids look up to uh to 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 any anything that, that would resemble a hero so it, it's kind of that delicate thing where it's like you know how do you talk to a child like i don't i don't i don't i don't know i'm i'm just i'm a first time dad you know but yeah at this moment all i know is that i can't i can't stress you know a child or any other kid to deal with this
0: yeah no no, no that's real i mean of course you know i and you know, I, I've been an educator for a long time, and and I have nieces and nephews, and and one of the things I think is, is that it's also on us to kind of show them alternative heroes too. You know that that you know police are not necessarily their friend, and I think they are boosted in you know dominant media spaces to be heroes, even though they act otherwise. And and you know I think that's part of it too is like providing alternative models, alternative spaces, alternative. Uh, you know ways of being and, and and pointing them in that direction too, because I you know I think that young people in my experience have always been very hip about seeing and calling out moments of authoritarianism, and I, I think I think that you know the young people I'm I'm privy to in this moment they see that and they're they're rightfully uh, fearful, but also enraged by it, and I think that that rage can be turned multiple directions and i think it's on our part as elders as educators to help to channel that rage into uh you know positive directions too
1: yeah yeah i, I agree and, and and that's sad right that we have to yeah you know find alternative heroes you know that we can't we can't it, it's, it's tough man it, it really is tough and then that's why with me and my kids and i mean with with my daughter and, and my nieces and nephews, and you know, I tell him like, hey, man, you could be whatever you want in this world. You could go anywhere in this world. You don't ever limit yourself, you know? And, and same, it goes with anybody who's listening right now. It's like, bro, we're, we don't allow yourself to be stuck in a bubble just because that's your hood, just because that's everything. If you step outside of your own city into something that's, that involves nature, that involves a different kind of culture, you'll start to really see that, yo, we've been blinded. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there, there's a lot this hate exists you know what i mean this is just kind of like a systematic thing right where they're feeding us this fear
0: no that's but, big facts and 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 i would argue man that that you are one of those heroes so i i i, I could i could only imagine and I, i'm i'm s- certain that your daughter looks to you as as one of those figures as a way to be in the world that is very positive and powerful. So. Um, you know, man, I, I, I really appreciate your time. And uh, before we get out, one more time, if if, uh, if you don't mind sharing the socials, where, where's the best place where people could be in tune with all of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh, so far, if anybody wants to help out, you know, the, the best thing to do is, like I said, there's uh, Healthy Hood uh, Shy and, and Pilsen doing some things for the people. There's uh, El Foro del Pueblo uh, up in, in Little Village. You know... I, Honestly, at this point, if anybody wants to help out, like I said, to me, Sir Charles is regardless. That's, you know, whatever. But I think, you know, if anybody wants to help out, man, just look into Little Village, uh, you know, back of the yards. There's just a lot of good activists and a lot of good good people on, on IG and Facebook trying to really... You know, helping gather you know necessities because man, a lot of these people, a lot of these stories that got looted that medicine. You know, people these, these neighborhoods need to need, need this
0: medicine. So, yeah, big facts. Um, and 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 where 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 what, What's your IG one more time? At Sir Charles underscore twelve. Okay, well, Sir Charles, man, thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure and an honor talking with you. Thanks so much for you know in in a busy moment, in a hectic moment, spending some time in the corner store.
1: No, hey, Kevin, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you. And, and I want to spend a uh, send a special shout out to the entire ID community for, for allowing me to be part of their lives as well. You know, this it's mad love is is very humbling. You know, I, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm just a dad. I'm just a dad from the hood. And, and I don't want to see our kids get hurt. And I don't want to see your kids get hurt. And we could all do something about it, man. We all have a voice and we all have the ability to, to, to change the world, honestly.
0: Yes, sir. Well, yo, man, stay up and, and be safe. And uh, look forward to being in tune soon. For sure, man. Love. Shout out our super producer, DJ Cashera. Big up boss man, Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all follow our instagram it's corner underscore pod on ig on twitter tell us who you want to see in the corner store and also please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our patreon account it's patreon.com corner store underscore pod the corner store is brought to you by stolen spirits